Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. Or if you're joining us today for the first time, my name is Jennifer and I'm one of your hosts on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. I think you're in for a real treat today. Today's interview is with Miss Debbie Byron. Debbie is the practice administrator for an ear, nose, and throat practice with 10 physicians and over 100 employees. Now her time is limited and she's pulled in a million directions, so Debbie uses a combination of targeted partnerships and employee enthusiasm to help market her practice. Like many of our listeners, Debbie's practice teeters with one foot in the old way of doing things, like paper memos, and the other foot in the new way of doing things, like relying heavily on her website to drive appointments. She does all this just to keep the wheels of progress in motion. So I think you're going to get a lot out of today's conversation with Debbie. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Corey for today's interview with Debbie Byron. All right, thanks, Jen, and thank you, Debbie, for joining us today. Glad to be here. Good, good. So let's jump right in. Why don't you kind of describe your role at the office just a little bit for us? I am the practice administrator at the Ear, Nose, Throat, and Plastic Surgery Associates, and I'm responsible for the financial operations, the day-to-day operations, and the marketing and promotion of the practice. Okay, and so a lot of our listeners are... uh, practice managers and admins as well. So one of the things that we like to focus on is obviously the the marketing side. So with that said, why don't you tell us a little bit about how experienced uh, you are with marketing? Well, I don't have any official training in marketing, (laughs) but I've kind of, um, I know the practice very well and I want it to be successful. So part of that is promoting it and letting people know about it. So I am not as I said, I'm not trained in that. I did have a marketing person who worked with us for about a year and then relocated. So I don't have anybody right now doing direct marketing. But I believe in that. I think we need to do internal marketing, external marketing. Yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> so the, the person that had moved away, they were responsible for kind of the referral visits and going out and about and just basically making sure that all of your initiatives were getting checked off, is that? That's exactly right, letting um, referring physicians know the variety of services that we offer at the practice. Okay, and so would you say that not having someone out there to kind of pound the pavement is one of the, the challenges that you guys face now? It is a challenge, but we've found some ways to kind of get around that. Okay, well let's talk about that for a second. What are some of those ways that you found to get around that? Well, one of the things we've done, we have a um, strong relationship with the hospital in our area, and some of the services that we provide also help the hospital. So there are services that the hospital is interested in marketing. So we work very closely when we have a new surgery, for example, that will benefit the hospital. We partner with them to market it. Um, Also, some of the things we do involve equipment, and the equipment manufacturers have marketing teams that um, help work together with us to promote that service. Okay, and so some of these partners that are helping to promote, what are some of the things that they're doing? Are they giving you financial assistance? Are they 
giving you marketing material? Uh, are they visiting doctors? I mean, tell us what some of those, what some of the things that they're doing are. They do provide some uh, limited finances, but they do have materials, marketing materials. They will go out and visit doctors. They will, if we do a community event, they'll help sponsor that. Uh, there are a variety of ways. It's just individualized between each company. Okay, and obviously their end game is that you are going to help kind of promote their service because it's it's a new uh, treatment option that you can offer to patients, correct? Right. Okay. Right. And would you say for someone <clears throat> that is maybe looking to strengthen one of these relationships, say with a hospital or with a vendor or uh, a solution provider, maybe offer a couple of tips on how they can start that process? Most hospitals have a physician liaison or a... Um, um, a community liaison that there's that's part of their job is to arrange community talks and and so you just have to get with your hospital and find out who those key people are and establish a relationship with them and then let them know what you're doing and see how it can be a win-win. So for someone that uh, you know I think a lot of us we wear a lot of different hats and as we go about our days and it's hard to just kind of find time to do something sometimes we want to take a few minutes and, and reach out to those people, but it's hard to do. Would you suggest that it's best to maybe find them at an event or through an email or face-to-face, phone call? What, what do you think is the best way to kind of really kickstart that relationship? To figure out who that person is? Yeah, the and, then, and then to reach out to them, yeah. You know, I'd say phone calls to find out who the person is and then establish an email relationship and show them what you're doing and how it can benefit the hospital. Okay, yeah, so show them how it's good for them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so your relationship with the hospital, has it always kind of been um, as strong as it is? Did you just kind of walk into that, or is it something that you've had to work at over the years to build it to where it is today? It has definitely developed over the years, and it gets stronger and stronger. So as they get to know us better and see what we're doing and see how what we're doing can improve what they're doing, the relationship has grown stronger. Okay. And so some of the things that the hospital has helped you done, we've we've touched on this um, briefly a few minutes ago, it's um, doing some of the physician marketing, and then they also help with bringing the materials and setting up talks. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you find that uh, doing the talks actually improves some of what you're doing um, for for the people out in the community? Well... In our case, the hospital does a community um, newsletter where they tell them about um, different things that different physicians are doing, and they'll promote a topic, and then they'll link that with a community presentation, and we give the presentation, and then people learn about our services, and the hospital knows that the more they come for our services, the more people are going to end up having surgeries at the hospital. And these talks, they're like wildly successful, right? Yes, yes. Extending like overflow. Only. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. We did a talk on sleep apnea, and we had to do another one the same week because there are so many people on the waiting list to get in. That's awesome. So, yes, they're very successful because they have a huge marketing um, mailing list. Sure. And they can they have the so then they fund that mailing list um, to send that announcement to all those people. So, so yeah, and another benefit right there is just not only reaching in to the uh, hospital to kind of use their um, their manpower, but they've also got these giant lists that we might not have as right. an, on an individual practice level. Right. It would be too expensive for us to do on our own. Yeah. 
And then so out of that talk or talks you had a couple weeks ago, then I would imagine that you guys have saw an influx of appointments relating to sleep apnea? We have, and we talk about the things, the services that are profitable to the practice. Mm -hmm. So it definitely is a win for both the hospital and us. Oftentimes they lead to surgery, oftentimes they don't, but it still brings more patients into the practice. Sure, sure. Okay, perfect. So outside of the hospital, what are some of the things that you are doing internally to kind of help bolster your marketing efforts? One of, the, one of the biggest and most successful forms of marketing is word of mouth. So it's our patient population and also our own staff. So when, for example, we have a new doctor who's brought in a new sleep procedure, and it's really exciting. And we, what we try to do is really educate our staff about what the procedure is. Our staff gets excited about it, and then they become junior marketers. So <laughs> there are marketers out in the community and with their own family and friends. They're talking about what we're doing that's exciting and new, and that's a great way to spread the word about it. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great resource because you guys have four offices and how many staff members? We have 100 staff members. Okay, so that's 100 junior marketers, like yes. you said, that are out there. Yes. Okay, awesome. Yes. And is there anything in particular that you do to kind of help educate the staff when you have this new physician come on? Uh, do you have a, a meeting or do you send out a memo or what's kind of the process? We there? first send out a memo that we have this new procedure available and we do have the physician speak at a staff meeting. And in this particular case, it's a device that he can show them and actually they can hold it and see it and learn about what it does and how it benefits patients. And many of um, this particular one related to sleep apnea, many of their families and friends have this. They have snoring or sleep apnea, and it may apply to them. So they get very excited about it, and they start talking to their families and friends about it, and it's a great way to market. Good. And do you find that when the staff is educated, they can also, you know, maybe in, in passing, kind of pass that along to the patients that they're yes. seeing? They can speak much more intelligently and sure. comfortably about it when they understand it. Yeah. So they're a big marketing resource for us. Okay. Awesome. And so with the, the staff, is... Is that something that you kind of make a conscious effort to promote? And like when you have a new service or something like that, do you do you make sure that you're going to mention it at the staff meeting and go over it in depth and send out a memo? And um, I mean, is it, is it, what I'm getting at is is it a lot of work on your side to educate the staff, or is it just kind of like second nature? At this point, it's second nature. We have a memo that comes out whenever something new is going on, and so we include that in our memo. And then we have regular staff meetings, so we just add that. To part of the staff meetings. And your memo is it is it an actual piece of paper that you give them, or is it an email? It is. We don't we don't have an intranet yet, okay. so it is an actual memo that goes out on paper. Okay, and I would say that that's probably beneficial because you know you can be so inundated between the intranet messages and and just regular email. I think having a physical piece of paper can be beneficial for them. Okay, good. So I'm not so old. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And they do, they, they post it by their desk, and we usually have a brochure about a new service, and that's posted right by where they sit, so they can refer to that if they have any further questions. Okay, awesome. All right, so moving on from the uh, staff and internal marketing perspective, what about your website? What have you guys kind of seen there over the past couple of years? The website has been phenomenal. Of course, that's the way these days to get the word out, but we have had a lot of traffic on our website, and that is a great way that physicians and lay people in the community find out about the diversity of services we have. People still think of ear, nose, and throat as sore throats and earaches, and right. we have so many subspecialties 
within the practice, right within our practice, every subspecialty of ENT, and that's very diverse services. And people find out about that on the website forever. They're telling me, wow, I didn't know you did that. So that's a great way to get the word out about your practice. So you would say that having this uh, this website that's kind of all-encompassing really helps to educate you know, the, the folks that are out there just kind of searching around. Absolutely. It gets a lot of visibility to our practice. Good. And then patients can also make appointments that way. We've seen an increase in that, over 150 patients a month. That's awesome. Inquire about appointments at our practice through the website. So it's been a, a great marketing tool. Wonderful. Well, Debbie, that uh, kind of brings us to the end of the time. So I want to say thank you for joining us. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Hey, Corey, great interview. And Debbie, thanks again for taking your time. We work with Debbie day in and day out on marketing her practice, and we know how busy Debbie is. So it was a big deal that she took a couple minutes to sit down with Corey and discuss marketing and what works and what doesn't work for her practice. So, Corey, after you've um, you've sat there now with Debbie for 20 or so minutes and you've chatted about her marketing um, challenges, um, what do you think some of the biggest takeaways are? Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones that she kind of harped on a lot was definitely partnerships and how strong partnerships, in her case with the hospital, have really benefited her practice over the years and it continues to benefit. Yeah, she touched really briefly on um, the value of her website right now, but you and I, because we work in her website day in and day out, know that that partnership with the hospital and some of the things that they're doing from a content perspective and a social media and an online advertising perspective has um, really helped drive traffic ultimately to her website and to her appointment request. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And on top of that, the hospital continually, you know, through the year, um, they will promote and run various social campaigns. And Debbie's practice is the benefactor for those, and she doesn't have to put a dollar towards getting that exposure. No, and they do a best in care newsletter that they direct mail out to you know thousands upon thousands of people. Her doctors are the beneficiary of that, and then one hundred and fifty thousand people wow. that they mail. That it out wasn't to a thousand to thousand. It was one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah. And um, if there's ever an opportunity, you know, we'll do patient testimonials with Debbie seven days a week if they've got patients. But once in a while, the hospital will identify a patient who has such a remarkable outcome that they will bring out the big guns and spend real dollars creating something that. Um, that just looks like a professional, like you could see it at the movie theater type of video testimonial. And so those are the types of, if you have a partnership and a relationship in place, those are the types of things that really pay dividends. Yeah, one of the things that they treat at Debbie's practice is head and neck cancer. And I remember last year the hospital actually came out and not only did they do this great, great kind of tearjerker video, um, but they also did print ads. They put his face on a billboard. And, you know, they, they took care of all of that for her, and, and Debbie's phones were ringing off the hook, and it was 100% because of the efforts that the hospital put behind it. And it's not just the hospital that um, Debbie's been able to partner with. She partners because their hearing devices are one of their, one of their product lines, and so hearing is something that they focus on, and they've partnered with the hearing device companies. They've partnered with device organizations um, that treat sleep apnea or have devices that help treat sleep apnea. And these organizations have dollars for marketing, and then they, in turn, are the beneficiaries of it. It helps the it helps the device company because they sell more devices. It helps the practice because they get their name out there more, and they're the ones performing the surgeries. Yeah, I was actually just in a meeting yesterday with uh, with Debbie and one of these device providers, and uh, long story short, 
if a patient wants this particular device that's about to come out and um, it is not going to get approved by insurance, it's in that stage right now, the patient has to agree to pay $30,000 to go ahead and have the procedure just in case it's declined. And I don't know about you, but if that was me, I wouldn't do that. So this device manufacturer is actually going to cover the entire cost to get these patients through because they want to get that business. So again, it's just so important to have these partnerships because that helps the practice, it helps the, the vendor, it helps the hospital, and it's kind of a win-win-win. Yeah, and I thought another thing that Debbie um, touched on that I think is really valuable is the importance of using employees to market your practice. Debbie said, you know, she's got 100 or so employees, and it's like she's got 100 junior marketers out there, you know, doing her bidding. When they get excited about a new device or when they get excited about a new procedure or a new physician, they literally take them into a staff meeting, buy them some pizza, get them all pumped up, and then these little cheerleaders go around town cheerleading about how great the practice is. And um, she can't stress that enough because it makes her job easier and um, it makes everybody's job easier from a marketing perspective. Yeah, definitely. And so that reminds me of our ebook, actually, 10 Tips to Creating Rockstar Employees Who Will Become More Than One-Hit Wonders. So if you guys haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and download that from the member resources of drmarketingtips.com. And it kind of walks you through and expands on a lot of the ideas that Debbie was discussing during the podcast. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up um, for today. But thanks again, Corey, for that great interview. And Debbie, thanks again for sharing your perspective with the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast listeners. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.